Hey Rockstar, thank you so much for pressing play on this episode of Confidently in Charge. I am your host, Allison KT, and I help people-pleasing entrepreneurs find their backbone. We have got a great conversation with an entrepreneur who's been there and done it. I am so excited to share this story with you today. Let's dive in. Before we dive into this week's episode, I want to tell you about the sponsor. It is my signature group program, the Self Leadership Success Sanctuary. And this is the program for entrepreneurs who are just feeling stuck. They are maybe having a hard time finding the confidence to get started. Uh, They might have some clients who kind of push boundaries and get them in that people-pleasing mindset that they want to let go of. This program is designed to help get the reins back in your hands because you deserve to dictate where your business is going. So in this three-month group program, we'll have bi-weekly, every other week, meetings with your personal cheerleaders, other entrepreneurs who are right there with you. We'll go over things like limiting beliefs, self-sabotage, and we'll eventually graduate with learning how to celebrate ourselves. So I'm offering a special bonus to listeners of the podcast. Be sure to book an enrollment call by February 28th and save $400 off of the program. The last thing I want to say is that no one is going to achieve your dreams for you. So I've created this crew of positive, optimistic cheerleaders to be right by your side every step of the way. This is a safe place to try on your backbone, examine your self-sabotage, get clear with your intuition, and massively up-level your confidence, your business, and your bank account. I, I've been in that place of feeling out of alignment with comparison and not setting boundaries, and it's not fun. So consider what it's costing you to stay in that place of letting other people dictate what's best for your business. I will drop the link in the show notes for the episode, poppylead.com slash apply. Be sure to head over there, put in your application, and I will see you inside the sanctuary. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of confidently in charge. Today, I am so excited to be hanging out with one of my dear friends, who it feels like I've known for so much longer than I truly have. We've only known each other for like, I don't know, less than a year. It's it's wacky. It's absurd. Um, We spend so much time together. But today, I'm so excited to have the marvelous Claire Yanta O'Mahony here with us on the show. Um, Claire is my trainer, and uh, she's a certified trainer and nutritionist. Um, She has a master's in psychology, which I think is really cool, um, because then our conversations aren't just like, how do you know, build my body, but how to like, affect my behavior as I'm building my body and how to connect um, so much more. So it's really, really powerful. Um, She is also a mom-to-be, and this is the baby's first podcast appearance. Uh, So that's pretty exciting. Um, And uh, her company, Florida Lee Fitness, is one of my most favorite uh, 
one of my most favorite things. If you follow me on Instagram, check out my stories. Frequently, you'll see me working out with this club, working out with Claire. Um, so I spend a ton of time with her and, um, and just, you know, have watched her business blossom, have seen the changes in her own life and wanted to get her on the show um, to have some conversation around, you know, her entrepreneurial journey, um, you know, running a business for herself, how that is. And then also, you know, bringing in a little bit of this like body image, like self-love kind of aspect, um, because I think as entrepreneurs, as individuals who are trying to elite ourselves, sometimes that can be challenging when we don't love the physical form we have. Um, and I, Claire has been, you know, transformational in my own journey of seeing you know, my, my powerful beef castle, as I call it, and appreciating, you know, all of the power of my thighs and everything like that. So we'll get into that conversation a bit. Um, so firstly, Claire, welcome to the show. Tell oh, us a little yes, bit about your you. business and all of that. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my gosh, I just can't help but smile and just feel so, so lucky to have connected with you when we did. And I agree, it feels like Sounds like we've just been in each other's lives. Girl, for we go long. back for real. You've been there for Dude, everything. Absolutely. Yeah. I've just have connected so much and you've been such a special person um, in this journey and to share so much time together. And I've learned so much from you. And I, I, I really feel honored to be here with you today. And I mean, I saw this morning, I've got to work out this morning. Yeah, together. for real. And that was how I started my powerful day. I'd love to talk about, you know, your journey to entrepreneurship. Like you're, I know that, uh, you know, you've been athletic for your whole life with dance and different things like that. Did you always mm -hmm. know that you wanted to have a business like you do? Like, was that always your aspiration? Did you expect to be in this place? I, a great question. I did not expect to be in this place. I was never clear on what I wanted to be or what I wanted to do. But what's funny enough is that I, I have a clear memory of driving and my parents, or I was not driving actually, they were driving in, in the neighborhood. I remember like there was a pond in our neighborhood and I happened, I just had this clear vision, them both being in the car and some, for whatever reason, I don't know if I was in elementary school or middle school and they said, you know, Claire, what do you wanna be when you grow up? And I said, I'm not sure, but I want to have a boss that really likes me. <laughs> I just remember saying Aww. that. And they were kind of like, well, I hope that gets to happen for you, Claire. <laughs> yeah. So, I hope your boss likes you. <laughs> yeah. And so though the, the role and the industry was not clear, I wanted to have a good relationship with whoever it was that was leading me. And then fast forward so many years, now that person is me <laughs> who is it's leading you me Does your and boss I boss like you <laughs> I think my boss yeah I think my boss likes me and it's funny we're talking about self-love today and, and the timing of this episode in that I, I think there's been a, a journey um and I can say yeah I think that I like my boss and my boss likes me I mean we have mm -hmm. our moments where we're <laughs> you know mm -hmm. maybe a little bit at odds or trying to figure things out but I think for the most part I fulfilled that goal that I had of wanting to be in a good relationship with whoever it was that was kind of like guiding my professional mm -hmm. life because that professional mm -hmm. life bleeds into the personal life and vice mm -hmm. versa. So, sure. yeah, but I, wow. I didn't know um, entrepreneurial endeavors weren't on my mind until probably 
um, later on in my twenties, I think I'm currently mm-hmm. 35. So, so yeah, it's a, 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 you, you discovered that and then you were like, okay, so this is, you know, this business. And so you've been at it, you know, for six years now, how, how has it been? Like, what have you, you know, learned? How have you grown as, you know, being your own boss? Like you said, um, you know, I think a lot of people are like, wait a second, I'm my own boss. I don't always love everything. So like, you know, could you tell us a little bit about getting to this point in business and, you know, kind of being cool with yourself as the leader of, of your business? Yeah, it's, it's definitely been a journey. I think, yeah, that's a over to really overly generalize the, the journey, but it's had its ups and downs, very much a roller coaster. I've had moments where I've thought, gosh, maybe this isn't the right thing to stay in too. I've had thoughts where I'm like, oh man, this is absolutely on track. Things are on fire. I've had moments of doubt, which I think resonates with a lot of entrepreneurs. And there's also the fear before you even begin, you know, is this a worthwhile endeavor project? Will it be a side hustle? What would it be? Um, but I think for me very much, I have had a lot of moments where I've been unclear about which pathway, where I've been a little confused. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember being able to attend some really cool conferences as a result of my husband was military for eight years. And um, <clears throat> so this was when there was a, a time where there was more focus on the military entrepreneurs and military spouses. So the timing was, was kind of divine. So I got to go to some amazing Inc. conferences, Inc. magazine conferences. Mm. And I remember we would get matched with mentors and I probably went to about three or four of these over the years. And when I would be matched with a mentor, they would kind of ask, okay, what is your next step? And mm. they always kind of generally assumed that I would want a brick and mortar location mm-hmm. as a you know, place to train clients, nutrition coaching, all of that. And, or I wanted to grow my business so that I had a larger team, would hire other trainers and nutritionists. And I kind of went along with that, okay, because I thought, okay, maybe that is the goal is to like grow mm-hmm. the empire, like get the, the franchises and things like that. But there's something that never really settled and felt right. And so I had kind of thought like maybe that was what I wanted, wanted to do. And then there was a time of we had moved a lot because of either graduate school or jobs or military life. So we've settled. I live in every time zone, sometimes multiple <laughs> times now. Um, it has taught me from every time zone within a, the span of a week. I'm like, where's Claire now? Quarantine's been fun. Absolutely right. Yeah, I think I've been every single time. So, like, like within a week, you're like East Coast, Mountain Time, West Coast, like yeah. everywhere. Central. And now yep. we're only a few minutes away from each other, which is really special. Mm-hmm. Um, so I um, had gotten to a place when we were living in San Francisco and loving it. And we have so many opportunities came to me to teach at this gym. And then this studio asked me to work there. And then it was like, oh, wow, the next step would be to be able to be involved in this place. And so I really started to set my sights on making a name for myself in a location and putting Fluidly Fitness, my clients, my goals, my dreams, like kind of what that would be on the back burner. And what that resulted in was just a lot of hustling around the city, so much commute time, so much money spent on shared rides, um, oh. sprinting to catch the bus, sprinting to catch the, the, the metro. I mean, just insanity. And I thought, 
Yeah. You have to hustle. This is hustle life. This is entrepreneurial life. So I was just equating success with hustling, which is Mm. something I've learned. Those two do not have to go together. Mm -hmm. For some people, maybe they're really inspired by that hustle. So I think that was a a really big um, uh, realization was I was really kind of forced to look at how that was affecting my personal life, my health, um, my rest, and then realizing, okay, I'm I'm, I'm really trying to make a, you know, a name for myself here in this city. And, oh, well, kind of put really fitness on the back burner. Maybe that's just kind of what's happening. And then the real wake up call was the pandemic that we are all mm. in the midst of right now. And um, I started to, well, obviously very abruptly, no longer was I, you know, out the door when it was still dark, waiting in the freezing in San Francisco morning to catch the bus and then having my day on my back and, you know, multiple sets of clothes and shower stuff to be able to see XYZ client and classes all over. And it was a very welcome change. And I started to realize, okay, there's actually, there's a lot that I can be doing from home, from the convenience of home. And my focus was really able to shift back to the business and what I wanted. And to have that control, have that autonomy and own my success. So what I've come to realize through all of this, about six year journey is that at least right now, and nothing is set in stone. That's the other thing I had to think I had to realize was that Claire, whatever you say you want to do, you can change your brand name. You can change the business plan. You don't have to be married to this if it doesn't work. Mm. So I think giving myself that freedom to realize like I can pivot, I can kind of shift. Mm-hmm. So And upon doing all that, I realized at least now, my goal is to not have a brick and mortar location. Mm -hmm. I don't have the desires for that now or in the future, but hey, never Mm -hmm. say never. That may end up being something that is an attractive option down the road. The other thing I've realized is that I, as of right now, I want to be able to just have me be the face of of the brand and me being the one doing the fitness coaching, the nutrition coaching, the mindset coaching, and if I need to duplicate myself, which I'm doing, I have some passive projects I'm working on. Mm-hmm. But as of right now, I, I don't want to be hiring a team. Right. I am very open to the idea of delegating certain tasks like tech mm-hmm. stuff and financial, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> things like that. But in terms of hiring other trainers, that, that isn't really aligning right now. So I think I've had a yeah. lot of learning and that's kind of where mm-hmm. I sit, but I've been grateful for being the person who was hustling all day to realize like, hmm, that's really not what I want life to be like. Yeah. And so powerful to realize that for yourself. And something that I love that I want to pull out of what you said, and then, you know, that it kind of serves as a beautiful segue into talking about kind of some of the training stuff is like, all of these people had these ideas for what your business should look like. And all of these people had like the perfect solution for you. And I think like, you know, you really had this realization of like, actually, no, I really vibe. I know one time I said this and you loved it, like Wi-Fi in a dream, like I need Wi-Fi in a dream. That's like my favorite Instagram hashtag, but it's like, I don't need the brick and mortar. I don't have these aspirations. Um, And I think like, follow me here while my brain does this. Um, I promise these two things will connect. I used to believe that to go running meant I had to go on like a five mile run. I had no idea of the fact that like I could like 
run for 10 seconds and then walk for 20 and run for 10 and walk for 20 and like do that over and over again. I had this like belief that like there's one way to go running. And like, I feel like with some of the work that you do with women and like with the clients that you work with, it's sort of this realization of like, you don't have to fit into this like cookie cutter that life says you do. Like you can kind of have some autonomy and be like, no, I want to like bust out 25 push-ups every day and have awesome shoulders. And like, you can tell me that I need to be like small and dainty, but like, no, I want this for myself. Um, and so I would love to talk about some of that empowerment that you kind of weave into the, the physical training and the nutrition conversations you have with people. Um, you know, tell us about that confidence. Like, you know, why is that something you enjoy working with clients on? Um, really, I guess that's kind of my question. Like, what, what lights you up about that process? Yeah, I, I feel like women start to come alive and live their authentic true selves when they, they are feeling confident, connected, strong, when they feel proud of the skin that they're in. Mm-hmm. And, and embracing their body and the differences and make it what it is. Like you said earlier, in earlier on this conversation, talking about like embracing your strong thighs, like, mm-hmm. you know, people could take that very same thing and like start to be critical of mm-hmm. a part of their body mm-hmm. and, and, and go down this deep rabbit hole of how they don't like it. But then you could turn that around and be like, well, look at what these strong thighs enable me to I'm do. I'm too powerful for my pants. I know, like, like exactly <laughs> that. Not uh, like, oh, I don't fit into X, Y, Z. It's like, well, that's because you're building some muscles. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. That's like, that's it can be a really good thing. So I've just, I've seen examples and in, in women, um, and this happens to men too, but I think um, as a woman, I can identify with what that, you know, what the experience is like to be at least this woman in in this Mm -hmm. life and in this situation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, um, and the feelings of wanting to like hide behind clothing or kind of not put yourself out there and to quiet yourself or your dreams or your thoughts or your opinions or your actions, um, to want to blend in, um, which just makes you feel like you're, you're not really living the life you want to be, or the life you want to have and the person you want to be. I have heard this, some derivation of this quote or saying about being, you know, this is not a dress rehearsal life. We have one life. Mm. I can remember times where I felt for whatever reason, like, oh, you know, I, I really feel like I'd rather, I, I would love to stand up and do this thing or say this thing or wear this thing or, or be this kind of Claire, but oh, I maybe don't really need to, or I'll just kind of like hang back or just feel like I'll have another chance in the future. But then that was kind of like not really honoring who I was, who I wanted to be. Mm. And I think that when women are not feeling fully connected or at least in the process of trying to connect, because it's a process, there's never like this end goal of like, perfect. I've done it. We're done. Mm-hmm. Like the mm-hmm. self-work continues. Mm-hmm. Um, but how that just ends up feeling like you're living like a bit of like a dress rehearsal. Like there's going to be another opportunity, like an, another life where you can actually kind of be the you you want to be. 
Mm-hmm. And that just seems like a, like a, a tragedy. I don't, okay. I don't want to like wallow in the negative stuff too much, but <clears throat> it just seems like it's just not fair. I mean, yeah. you would, if someone were telling you this, it would be like, oh my gosh, that's, that's breaking my heart. Like the mm-hmm. way you're talking to yourself, the way you're hiding from the things, you're, you're mm-hmm. passing the opportunities, you're turning down whatever, these things just because you feel like you don't want to draw the attention um, or be mm-hmm. honest you know, to who you really are. So yeah. because I've experienced mm-hmm. bits of that for various reasons. I, I just, I mm-hmm. want women to feel like, no, heck yeah, you are worthy mm-hmm. of that opinion of that opportunity, of that person, of that outfit, of whatever that yeah. is. Yeah. I love that. And that, you know, that sets up um, beautifully kind of the next question that I, I want to ask, because I love what you're saying around like, you know, we're, we're taught to be one way and we can choose to kind of be another way. And like, you know, taking people on that journey. Um, self-love is something that's talked a lot about, about like, you know, love yourself, love the skin you're in, you know, be your own best friend, all of that kind of stuff. Um, and I feel like, like along with the fact that like everyone has a self-love journey, a lot of people, particularly women have like a body image journey as well. And so my question here is kind of like, how do I love myself? How do I like evoke this self-love if I don't have the strongest body image? If I like, if I don't love my body, if I don't love the physical skin I'm in, how do I love myself? Is that possible? Um, What are your thoughts there? Yeah, really good question. I think, I think it can be viewed as complex or viewed as, as simple. Mm-hmm. I think it can, can start with looking maybe at, we'll use the example of the strong thighs. Like someone might be mm-hmm. saying like, ah, oh, my thighs, like they touch when I walk or I don't know, whatever the, the negative thing may be. And then to turn that phrase on its head and to rephrase it and say, oh, but like, gosh, these thighs took me, you know, across the Inca trail to see Machu Picchu years ago or whatever. They like, did. They totally yeah, did. that's right. <laughs> that's right. We, we figured out we were both, we were there at different both, times. Yeah. Like True. around the same, around the same like region of years, but yeah. Yeah, that's right. Oh my gosh. That's funny how that example, something subconscious <laughs> just like made me, I guess, go to that example. Yeah. love it. And, and so just starting to think like, oh man, like, you know, my, like, I know I get my, my, my German stock legs, like from my mother's side. And it's kind of like, oh, that's cool. Like I get that from like my mom's side. It's part of like the lineage and starting to feel grateful to be connected, like starts, maybe take something that like you don't love or you're, you're not so, um, it's something that maybe is what you would call, and I hate to even use this phrase, but like a, a problem area or just something mm-hmm. you're not so appreciative of and start to like, if you were having a conversation with someone else and they were the one talking about this body part or this thing, how would you help them like get to this mm. place of being appreciative instead of negative and critical about it? Mm. So I think can, it can start there and you start to come up with this list of things. And then maybe it's the kind of thing that you do in the morning and the night, you know, setting intentions for how you want to talk to yourself and your body saying, mm-hmm three things you're grateful for about your body. And then at the end of the day, three things that were so awesome that your body did for you. And so looking at that 
And I, I think there can also be a little bit of like a little fake it till you make it sometimes, you know, just mm-hmm. kind of like setting the intention of, I want it to be like this. I'm going to like keep saying it and acting until I get to that place. And you can, it's really the, the what you say, the mind, what you write down, journaling about it, that can really lead you to a very a beautiful place. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. to follow up with that is, as I touched on earlier, it's, it's never a body image, self-love, taking care of yourself through physical fitness, through nutrition, through eating, through mindset. There's, there's never like a set, you know, destination where you can just kind of be like, get to the top of the mountain and be like, I'm here. I did it. The mm-hmm. work is done. I am perfect. Like mm-hmm. we're, we're always going to be evolving. You know, mm-hmm. the, the, the amazing challenges that life throws us will change the different chapters of life, your reasons for doing certain things change. You know, it's, um, you're training for something when you're in your younger years, maybe it's a sport and then it's more for maintenance. And then I'm about to undergo one of the biggest life, life transformations with, with a pregnancy going through that right now and how we can talk more about that. And then it's, you know, the postpartum and then it's, you know, I'll, I'll get, get older and then it'll be wanting to make sure my bones are healthy and strong as I go through mm-hmm. menopause. And then Later on, mm-hmm. wanting to make sure, you know, as I'm aging and there's certain aging processes and it'll be, it's a gift to get to that point and trying to, to also change the way you view it. Like mm-hmm. I'm someone, so I'll take us just a little sidetrack here. I think I talk about my age a lot, but I think it's mm-hmm. because I, I, I don't really mean to, but maybe I kind of do like, I'm proud to be 35. I've made it to this age. Like, mm-hmm. like when I'm 40, I hope I'll still be feeling like, Hey, cool. Like I'm 40. It's crazy. I remember when I was 20, 15, 10, but like, it's, it's a gift to have made this Mm -hmm. far. And then the things that come along with being in that, that decade, that new age, um, trying to celebrate those. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think it's also just accepting that your body is evolving. You're like this beautiful work, piece of work. That's like this, one of your, your greatest, um, your, your, your greatest jobs in life is to con- continue mm-hmm. to like grow and evolve and love and appreciate mm-hmm. just as you would yeah. with someone else in your life. And it's yeah. a living, breathing thing. You are a living, breathing thing. And that's going to change. Yeah. It's a care for and nurture. Oh, yeah. so powerful. So powerful. Um, yeah. I think of my own story and kind of like the the transformation I feel like I I resonated a lot with the like kind of fake it till you make it energy um because I I was like okay I had this belief for a long time that I'm not a morning person and like I could never be a morning person mornings are hard and like that was my belief um but I I had this aspiration of like you know I really want my mornings to be sacred I want I want to be the type of person who has a really powerful morning routine. Um, I, I always wanted to evoke that. And I feel like, you know, now it's natural for me to be like, oh yeah, I wake up at like before seven twice a week and like get these workouts in. Like it's a very natural thing. But for a couple of weeks there, it very much was like, okay, I'm going. Cause I was like learning to be that person who did yes. that. And like, I really, that's one of the like major things I've gotten out of your space and with our friendship is just kind of the accountability of, 
having workouts to do with people and like having space and time carved out to like pay attention to that part of myself. Um, I loved in your whole description of, um, you know, body image and things like that, like the way that you spoke of the body was very like physical, like, you know, your physical muscles and things like that. And I think sometimes we forget that it's a physical thing, like, because we just attach emotions and feelings to it. Like we don't often Mm -hmm. say like, oh yeah, I am like a living, breathing creature who like needs like fat on my body to like function properly and needs carbohydrates in my body to like function properly. And I think sometimes we make it so complicated. Um, but I gave a little there with my like morning routine and how I've created that Mm -hmm. for myself. Um, and I've kind of become a person who has that kind of thing. That is largely because I believe that leadership is really, it's something we do every day. Um, you talked about, you know, the different experiences you've had with your business and the transitions and the pivots and all of that. Um, and so I think, you know, as entrepreneurs, knowing that we have all that happening, sometimes it's really important to have those kind of moments with ourselves um, or the like non-negotiable kinds of things. Um, And I very much believe that leadership is learned in real life and it is the choices that we make every day. So I'd love to ask, you know, as a leader, as a person who's in charge of your business and, you know, in charge of growing a child right now (laughs) and functioning as a happy, healthy human, um, what are some of the non-negotiables in your day or, you know, how do you feel like you lead yourself? I'm so glad we're talking about this. It's, it's something that I've talked about with some other clients, like, you know, what do you want your non-negotiables, non-negotiables to be? Like Mm -hmm. your day must include X, Y, Z to make you feel whole or your week Mm -hmm. or whatever the thing is like to make, to make Claire feel good. What does Claire need? Mm -hmm. So I would say that, um, gratitude practice. So I have a a gratitude app I've been using. I should look back and see when I started it probably five years ago, maybe even, maybe even longer. I've gotten much better about it. And Mm -hmm. so something that I've realized is that I want to do it earlier in the day. I do it before I get on social media. So for me, it's a non-negotiable. I want to do it when I'm in a place before I've started to compare myself or to, um, you know, start to get too distracted in the day. I want to determine, you know, who I want to be, what I'm grateful for in the morning. So I think the gratitude practice is a non-negotiable and I find the days I slip, even though it only takes a few moments, days I don't do it. I feel like those days go a little differently. You know, it's, it's something that that's really important. Um, I think also, the other non-negotiables are some type of movement and sometimes it's going for a walk. Sometimes it's, you know, obviously the membership club classes that I'm leading, another class I'm leading, a workout of my own, a workout with my husband. Um, I've recently, I don't know, baby boy has inspired me to do a little bit of running, which is like something I haven't done in so long. Um, just he's making me feel good, which I'm very grateful for. So I think it's movement and it's nourishing myself, taking the time to, um, to eat good foods. Um, I also, I find 
cooking or just preparing some food for myself to be just like a self-care ritual that I really enjoy, even if it's like a very quick, like whip up some just fresh vegetables, throw it into something. Um, I, I think that also another, another non-negotiable is some quiet time. Mm-hmm. And this can be when I'm in the shower, this can be maybe when I'm taking a walk, when I'm getting ready for bed or getting ready in the morning. I know that there have been times where I was maybe on a vacation or with people or staying with people. And I realized that there was stimulation from the moment I woke up until the moment I went to bed. Mm-hmm. And for, for a year, for a long time, that, I, that didn't really seem to bother me. But then as I got older, I started to realize, oh my gosh, I'm feeling so spent and I'm feeling drained and not filled. Mm -hmm. I started to realize like just some kind of quiet time. I don't necessarily have to be sitting and doing nothing, but just not listening to anything. You know, I, sometimes I'm in the mood where like, oh, I want to play the music. I want to sing as loudly as I can. I want to, you know, evoke my inner Beyonce, Stevie Wonder, Aretha, like, and dance along with that. And other times it's, I I realize like, I just kind of naturally gravitate. If I've, if I haven't had the quiet time, it's like, I do it. And then it's something I've also realized when, if I am with certain people, just kind of not certain people, but if I'm in a place where there's just a lot happening, a big itinerary, lots of things happening, just kind of, it's okay to say, Hey, I'm actually going to go hang out for a little bit. I got some things I got to do. I need some quiet time or I just need to kind of, I need to kind of chill for a little bit Mm -hmm. and realizing people are totally okay with that. That was something I was kind of afraid to stand up for. I think in the past, I wanted to be like, Oh yeah, Claire's she's social. She's here. Um, mm-hmm. and I think it was also kind of honoring the fact that I was um I have an introverted side that I need to nurture. So I think that quiet time. Maybe yeah. it's where I'm just thinking or there's just nothing. So I would say mm-hmm. the gratitude, the movement, the fueling of my body, mm-hmm. and um and that quiet time. Mm-hmm. Those are things so that are powerful really help me feel whole if my day. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, that's so cool. And I want to call out too, that like those actions are completely in alignment with like who I know you to be and who you seem to be in the world. Like, um, you know, like the fact that you do a gratitude practice, like first thing, like, I love that. And I see that in other ways in your life because you have a very celebratory, kind of approach of like, you know, we're like, we're thankful for things. We're feeling grateful. We're like celebrating. I love that. So, um, very cool that you start your day that way. Um, before we entirely wrap up and like, let people know how to connect with you and everything. I want to just give you space. Um, is there anything that is weighing on your heart or anything that you want to share with the audience? Um, any final, takeaways or thoughts um, that you just want to impart to people? Yeah, I guess, and thank you for this opportunity to say this. There are, there are two things that just kind of uh, popped up that I think would be relevant to touch on. Mm-hmm. The first of which is to, and we've heard this before, and I, I'm telling the listeners as much as I'm reminding myself to really keep at the forefront of your mind that comparison is the thief of joy. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. very easy when you're in this entrepreneurial journey, or even if you're not in the entrepreneurial journey, as women, mm-hmm. sometimes we are more prone, not always, I'm generalizing, I, I, I know, to compare ourselves physically, relationship-wise, um, 
professionally, personally, I mean, we could just go on and on. So, you know, there's so many ways to get kind of into this negative cycle. So to try to stay away from that and be instead appreciative for what you have, the way your life is. Um, so to try to get away that comparison, um, mm -hmm. step away from that, from that. You can look at it, at it as inspiration, mm -hmm. but try to keep it as inspiration and not as this uh, really like joy sucker. And, wow. um, <clears throat> and that, so if, if you want to start the business, if you're concerned about what other people would think, like forget about that. I remember there was one person in my mind before I would do or think so many things or wear certain things, I would think, what would this person say? That was, that was ridiculous. I'm living for me, not for them. So just remember yes. that you're living for you. You are living for you. Mm -hmm. And um, I think the other thing I wanted to bring up is just having a, a moment to really appreciate the fact that you are here. This is a journey. I know we've, we've used that word multiple times that it really just fits what we're talking mm -hmm. about. And it's just a, mm -hmm. a word that encompasses so much. We don't know what's to come. And to be grateful, you're here for a reason. However you mm -hmm. came into this world, regardless of your beliefs, I think that through me, I'll just touch personally for a second. We went through an infertility journey and ultimately um, went through IVF to conceive. And so I think it's given me just a newfound appreciation for like how life comes to be. Like mm. who, we're here, it's amazing. Like we're able to do this being grateful for the fact that like you and I are connecting over mm -hmm. laptops and Wi-Fi and dreams, mm -hmm. you know, like these mm -hmm. are, these are really cool things. So just be appreciative mm -hmm. of your body, what it can do for you. And, um, you've got this, you've got this one life, do something yeah. good with it. Do, do yeah. like, do the things that you were created to do and to serve mm -hmm. since everyone mm -hmm. is different. Yes. Mm, I love that so much. Like, like you said yeah. earlier, this is not a dress rehearsal. This is real life. And I think that actually was one of the main triggers for me deciding to work with you. Uh, I had this moment of like, you know, I always assumed I would eventually get healthy. I would eventually have a workout routine. And like, I finally just got tired of myself saying eventually and like, oh, I'll start a thing. I got so sick of it and was just like, girl, start. And like, yeah. I had that realization of like, nobody else is going to get healthy for me. Like, this is my life to live. And I can either dive that way, like make it happen, or I can, you know, actually get further away. I know you're an Atomic Habits reader and yes. fan as well well, like if you're not moving toward your goal, you're moving further from it. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I saw that about myself and was like, holy cow, no, I need, I need accountability now because nobody else yeah. is going to do this for me. This is my life totally. to live and I want to make it what it is. So amazing. Yeah. This has been phenomenal. I definitely want to make sure uh, that listeners know how to stay connected with you. So what kinds of things do you have going on right now? I know you mentioned you're working on like a prenatal series. Um, yes. What's, what's going on right now? How can people uh, connect to you? Yeah. So lots is cooking in addition to this little baby. So <laughs> we've got yeah, lots of things. Um, I have a membership club, which um, Allison is a member of, we have so much fun. Come on so in everyone that yeah, can get a free week in my club. 
Um, I also am launching a prenatal video workout series. Also um, some kind of small group offerings that will be, one will be for the, um, the, the prenatal ladies that will be live and small group, intimate, and then also one for the, the non-pregnant crew. And that will again be live and small group and then also private coaching, which is really transformational, impactful, four months of really me diving and being your advocate over that time. So those are the offerings. And you can go to meetwithclaire.com to set up a time to chat. I would love to chat with you, give you that free week in the club, talk about how I can lead you to your goals, getting clear on what your goals are, what is in your way. You know, sometimes it's a mindset, like Allison said, like kind of thinking eventually, eventually. And then it's like, I got to stand up. I got to do me. I need to take some massive action to get that, get that accountability, which is, I think, one of the biggest things that I offer is the accountability. I'm here. I'm a real person. I care for you. I care for my clients. I care for you, Allison, obviously, mm-hmm. and the listeners. So, um, yeah, meetwithclaire.com. You can also follow me on Instagram. I um, try to hang out there. I, I think I've been like off for like a day. Like I need to get mm-hmm. back in. So I, I go on like sports, but pretty much, pretty much I'm there. And I'm on awesome. Instagram at Fleur de Lis Fitness, F-L-E-U-R-D-E-L-I-S-F-I-T-N-E-S-S. And I'm sure Beautiful. you'll have it linked somewhere. Yes. I will drop all the relative relevant links uh, below, but yes, I um, have been working with Claire as a one-on-one client. We started last September and actually mm-hmm. finished our sessions. And then I was like, holy cow, no, 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 I still need you in my life. Um, and we are, you know, continuing to work together. And so, yeah, I cannot speak highly enough about, um, you know, that space and that accountability. Um, but this has been such an awesome conversation, you know, really getting into, you know, your own journey, how you've gotten here, how you've built the business and sort of your own mindset shifts along the way. Um, and then looking into, you know, loving ourselves, even if we don't love our physical selves and how we can get started kind of doing that. Um, I loved your really actionable, you know, thoughts about like, okay, what do your, your problem areas, you know, how do those serve you? How are those, you know, what, what do you love about them and kind of opening yourself to those questions? So powerful. Um, so everyone, please, you know, check out what Claire has going on. I would love to see you. I'm there Tuesday mornings, Thursday mornings. I'll hold you accountable. You hold me accountable. Um, yeah. And I would love to see you all there. So I will drop all of the links below. Um, but Claire, thank you again so much. And everyone, we will catch you next time. Mm-hmm.